Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. How about those faith kids? Do you love them? Come on, put your hands together one more time. How about our Faith Kids Dream Team? Who else make that happen? Put your hands together and let them know you love them. That should make you want to go right now to the Next Steps link and sign up to be a part of our Faith Kids Dream Team, man. That was incredible. So, so good, man. We're glad you're here. Turn around and tell somebody in the room, about two or three people, say, I'm really glad you came to church today. Would you do that? Yeah. Amen. As you're greeting one another in the house, I'm going to greet those at home. I'm so glad you are tuned in this morning. Love our online family. But I'm glad you're here. There's a place for you here at Faith Renewed. If this is your first time with us here at Faith Renewed, we're so excited to have you. Faith Renewed Church, let them know you're glad they're here today. Would you do that? Come on, tell them that. Oh, man. God's doing some super exciting things. We're so thankful you're here to be a part of that. Amen. But if you're new, you may not know we do this, but it's every week we go to the Bible. Amen. Anybody love the Bible? Amen. We believe it's true. God's word, everything from cover to cover, all the way to the maps. If you have that kind of Bible, man, we believe every part of it is from the Lord. And so uh, if you have yours, go with me to Isaiah chapter nine, Isaiah chapter nine. And uh, as you turn there, um, as you turn there, don't forget you can use the YouVersion Bible app. The YouVersion Bible, if you didn't bring your Bible with you, there's a mobile, mobile app on your mobile device. You can search for it and check it out. It's called YouVersion. Really cool app. Click More Than Events, and you'll be able to follow right along with me there um, and also be on the screen for you. But if you have it, say, I have it. Hey, man, you guys look good today. You guys are incredible, man. Wow. Thank you, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Isaiah chapter 9. Uh, written 700 plus years before the first Christmas. That's what's cool about this. This is prophesied, again, years prior to Jesus, again, coming and being the fulfillment of this. But in verse 6, it says this, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God. If I could sing like my wife, I would sing that too, y'all, just like they'd. His name shall be. I can't, so I'm going to stop. But, whoo, man, I mean, but his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of, say that last word, peace. Whoo, peace is in this place this morning. Would you do this? Would you bow your heads, close your eyes? Let's honor the Lord in this room as we pray and talk to him this morning. So, Father, we're so blessed. We're so honored, so thankful that we can gather in this place together with those who are joining us online today, God. And we just pray, Father, your Holy Spirit today, God, would just bring the peace into this place, into every heart and every life. And we ask that today in Jesus' holy name. Would you say it? 
Amen. Amen. Let that be. Amen. Oh, man, if you don't know, next week is Christmas Eve. We're one week away from Christmas Eve, eight days away from Christmas. And so uh, hard to believe, um, how hard to believe, but we're going to be finishing up next week this series we're all called For Unto Us. The front row's fired up this morning. Hey, stay with me. Stay with me, guys. Right here. Pastor Bill, help us out. Help us out. We, we are fired up this morning. But we're going to be ending this For Unto Us series uh, with, again, a very, I believe, a special message as we talk about the presence of the Lord. Super excited about that. Then we're going to end the year with a very special message as we kind of extend an invitation to every person here to be a part of what we're going to be kicking off in January. And uh, that's going to be 21 days of prayer and fasting. Amen. And it's going to be incredible. So do not miss that. Do not miss that. But I want to go in. It's a little early, but I want to promote and share uh, what we're going to be looking at as we enter into the, the new year. A series we're going to be doing. It's going to be called Acts of the church. And, uh, and so if you're, um, if you're familiar with that, if you're looking at me a little bit strange, your Bible may have there at the beginning acts of the apostles. And, um, that is accurate by the way, that is so true, but this is, this is very important that we understand this. It is not just again, the acts of the apostles. That was the example that was set for the church, amen, to follow in. And so again, we're going to be doing this. We're going to be digging into the book of Acts. If you have never studied that book, spent time in that book, make sure, man, you do that. Get here, watch it online. It's going to be incredible. But but today I want to jump back. This is week three of a series we're in right now called For Unto Us. And um, I've looked around, I've seen several For Unto Us sweatshirts this morning. Y'all look good, by the way. You're representing well. So again, thank you for that. But this series is called For Unto Us, but it has to become personal. What I mean, you, you have to be able to do this. You have to be able to say this. It was for unto me. Does that make sense? That, that it was for, he, he came for all, but he came for me. And that's what we're seeing in the series. It is for unto us that he came. And we looked week one about one of the things, the first thing we looked at in the series was that he came to bring hope. And I'm just so thankful, man, that hopeless situations are turning around and God is filling that. And there's testimonies that are coming that God has shifted some things in lives and relationships. So again, praise the Lord for that. Last week, we looked at joy. And uh, anybody have joy this morning? Amen. Joy of the Lord. There's no replacement for that. We celebrated it this way through baptisms. And, uh, and so it was a, whew, if you've never been to a faith renewed church baptism, you're just missing out on so, so much. I have one of the parents of one of the ones who was baptized come up and said, I wish my baptism was like that. And I said, I mean, yeah, me too. I mean, because it was just, oh man, incredible. Get a celebration because the joy that the hope that Christ brings produces something in our life. And again, we celebrate it around here. We have a good time. And today I want to do this. I want to go into this third week looking at the next thing that Christ brought for us. And today I want to look at it is for unto us that he brought peace. 
Oh, man, he brought peace. The enemy today is after your peace. I don't know if you know that today. He is trying his best to remove the peace of God out of your life, replace that with fear and anxiety. He wants to get you in a place of being miserable without the peace of God. He wants to have you in turmoil. He wants to have you in a place of, of war within your own mind even. So, again, today God did this. He wanted to bring peace to you. And he prophesied, again, we see this, this again, the great prophet I. Isaiah, in chapter 26, he says it like this in verse 3, that you will keep him in perfect peace. That's what I want. Amen. You, he will keep you, Roy, in perfect peace. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Ever wonder why your mind wants to wonder? Amen. And wonder so many places. But because, again, he's trying to get, the, again, the, the peace out of your life. So again, whose mind is stayed on you because this is what this will produce for us because he trusts in you. Oh man, he's trying today to get you to a place of peace and trust in him. Now, do you see the connection? The peace begins there as we begin to set our minds upon him. So that's what we do every week is we open up the word of God together, dig deep into his book, do a lot of Bible today. Why? Because again, it sets our minds on him. It gets our minds off of our situations and it'll ultimately do this. It'll put us to the place where we begin to trust and that produces peace in our life. Now, this is Christmas season. This is for unto us. And, and again, a beautiful singing of happy birthday, Jesus, just a few moments ago by our faith kids. And sometimes that may do this for us. It, it may get us around this Christmas season to kind of just think about the baby Jesus. You know, again, it had to begin. Again, Christ had to come from heaven to earth, Emmanuel, God with us. But, but I don't know if, if you realize, again, this baby Jesus came with a lot of other names that partnered him and came with him in our text today in Isaiah. For time, I won't spend a whole lot here, but I want us to see this and, and, and the words that are, are describing him. And again, as they were singing that just a few moments ago, again, this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this everlasting Father, something just leaping in my heart to think about these, these things that Jesus brought. First one is this, is that he was wonderful. How many knows our God is wonderful? He is a wonderful God. And that word means this. It is, if, it is to be full of wonder and marvel at him. I don't know if that's what you think, but, but can again imagine for a moment, if you would, those guys who gathered around that, that manger that day in wonder and marvel after hearing the words of that angel saying that this is the Christ. This is the Savior he is born today in this day. Oh man, is this a wonder and marvel. He, he secondly is this today. He is wonderful, but he's also counselor. Oh man, I'm thankful today that he is the counselor today. If you need guidance in an area of your life, you need direction, you need to know which way to go. He is a wonderful counselor today. He is the ultimate source for us today of guidance, direction in our life. Where? In the person of Jesus. It came from him. So he is a wonderful counselor. Now again, this is what I want you to just get caught up in the baby Jesus because another description of him was mighty God. That baby who laid in that manger was a mighty 
God, he, he was, and this, there's translations that would, would translate this way. That word mighty means he is a hero and a warrior. Amen. So again, this little baby Jesus who was in, in, the, in, the, in the manger is the warrior who would defeat the enemy, who would destroy darkness, bring a marvelous light into our life. He was a mighty, mighty warrior and hero today. And he is the only one who can save us. It is him. Now, again, I love this, this mighty God. He, he takes on, he is declaring, is prophesied in this word. He is declaring that he is the mighty God, that he is the one. He's the one who has always been there. Jesus didn't show up later on the scene just because he got here. He's always been. He's eternal. He is everlasting. A matter of fact, that next word we see is that he is everlasting father. That we see he is a direct representation. He's told this to Philip. He said, when you see the father, you see, you, you see me, you see the father. He is a direct representation of that today. And so again, we see him walking in that same love. Now the last one is where we're going to hang. That he is today, he is the prince of peace. Amen, Ms. Norris. He is the Prince of Peace. And I'm just so thankful for the peace of God. Now, there's so much could be said about it, but I want to look at a few things this morning. Number one is this, that this peace that I'm speaking about today is this. This peace is only found in one place. Do you understand that? That this peace I'm speaking of today is only found in one place. Now, again, we see it prophesied, again, spoken, and that prophecy wasn't this, that there will be peace in many, many, many people in many different ways. For unto us a son, one, a child, that was the one who came for us. And it is the only place today that we will be able to find the peace that Christ wants to give to us. It's only found in him. Now, again, I love the fulfillment of the prophet. Again, I love what was spoken, again, 700 years prior was fulfilled. And again, we we are hanging out in Luke 2 and Isaiah 9, if you haven't figured it out yet in this series. And in Luke chapter 2, again, in verse 10, we see the fulfillment of that. And again, what was he bringing? Verse 10 says this, Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. That's us. That's me and you today. For there is born to you in this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. I don't want this just to be a Christmas story for you and be all that sweet. I want you to see what this is bringing hope for us, joy for us. It's bringing peace for us. And it is in this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So not just when you get to heaven. You know, God wants you to have peace now. Come on, that's why the enemy's after, because this is one of the things God brought to give you. And so again, he said peace on earth. Now, if you watch the news, you're like, man, there's not peace on earth. There can be for me while I'm on earth, amen, regardless of what's happening around me. We can have peace on earth. And so again, it's even how he taught them to pray, like on earth as it is in 
heaven. Like he wants that here. He wants that now for us today. Now, I was thinking there were just so many things that, again, was coming to my mind as I sat down. And I, I began to just type just like it was like one of those things. Don't type greatest. But I, you know, I was in, it was like one of them, you know the Holy Spirit's got you in his own. And you, you're writing these things down. And I look back after this list that I have made of so many things that we try to find peace in. So many things. Now, I don't know if you've ever have remember Sesame Street. I believe it's Sesame Street. At the end of it, they say, this episode was brought to you by the letter. So-and-so. Is that, is that Sesame Street? Am I on the right? Okay, it's been a while. It's been a while for me, y'all. And, um, and so, so, so this sermon today is brought to you by the letter P, all right? So because every one of these things, when I look back, I was like, Oh, wow. That's wild. But they, listen for just a moment. This is what he put on my heart. The, the, the peace, again, only found in one place. It's not found in pints or pills. Somebody told me after first service, they said, would you add puffs? And I said, okay, I'm going to add that for round two. Because listen, we try so often and, and, and we try to find peace in so many things. And again, so many people run to pies, they run to pills, they run to puffs. They run to these different things. And it is sad today how many people believe that that is the only way they'll ever be able to have peace. It's the only way they'll be able to relax and enjoy any type of life is because, man, they run home and they have to like taste some drink some, do something. Again, it's not drugs or alcohol that's going to bring you the peace today that only Christ can bring to you. Now listen, if, if you've had gone to a doctor and God's given, the doctor's giving you a prescription, I don't think God's mad at you. All right, I just want to go ahead and say, and I'm not mad at you. So again, if God, you know, again, is using that maybe to help you. But I'm talking about people who are going outside of those things and they're trying to find a peace in something, again, that will never produce that in their life. It's never going to be found there. Secondly, it's not found in this. It's not found in possessions. Man, if I can get more stuff, if I can have more things, and, and if I can have more possessions, then, oh, man, I will have peace. How many people do you know that have a lot of stuff but no peace? You see it all the time. Tragically, we read about stories all the time of people who have a lot of things who are no longer on this earth. Because, again, they didn't have the peace because those things will never produce that in your life. It's never in, it's never in possessions. It's never in stuff. I, I, if I made you mad yet, it's also it's not in politics. <laughs> now, um, I, 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 we've been watching documentaries about politics here lately. I don't know why. We've watched a couple of them. And, and again, I, I hope some change happens in our next election and stuff because we're struggling right now. There's some things going on. But, but here's what that's not going to produce peace in your life. It's not. You're like, how do you know that? Because there have been previous elections by other people and you still didn't have peace. This nation still didn't have peace. So it doesn't matter who's in the White House. Listen, again, I think we should vote. You should be very aware. You need to know and vote biblical views when you vote. That's what you should be standing upon. But listen, it's not politics today that's going to bring you the peace that you're looking for. Again, get involved, be a part, run. I'll vote for you and uh, do it. <clears throat> it's probably better than a lot of our other alternatives. Vote for me, amen. But no, but it's, it's not there. It's also not, it's not in people. Now, I, if you know this church, you've been here, we're big. One of our core values as a church is relationships. 
Like we're very serious about making sure you have people in your life. We're, we've never been placed on this planet, I believe, to do it alone. We need each other. We need you desperately. We need one another. Our small groups, and they're incredible. We're constantly trying to create those ways to get people in your life. But some of you believe this lie of the enemy. That if you can get the right person, then you can have peace. If I can get her to date me, I got my, I'm going to have, have, if I can get him to go out, if I can marry that one and then I can have peace and then you found out you married him and then you're like, <clears throat> why? Because it's not in a person. Never will be. It's not in people. It's not going to be there. Next week, he gave me this. It's not in positions. It's not in status. If we can, if we can reach, if we can arrive, if I can get, get this status or I can have this position or I can have this title. You know what you find out when you get those positions and titles? They're just more people that don't like you. There's just more people that can get mad at you. It is. There, there's more people that can talk about you behind your back because, again, now you're in a position, you're in a place, you've reached it, you have the status. They're looking at you. You have this many followers. You have this many people. That's just more people that can get mad. Listen, and it will never produce peace in your life. It will never, it'll never happen. Look, some of the greatest people with the greatest amount of followers have the least amount of peace. Again, it's because they're not following the right one. Amen. And so, again, it's not in positions. It's also, it's not in programs and it's not in plans. Churches are very well known for believing that it's in their programs and plans that they can somehow produce peace in their church. Now, I, I, again, we want to do things around here very well because, man, we serve a God who is excellent, who is great, who is deserving and worthy of our very, very best. Amen. I don't think we should do anything for the Lord halfway, but it will never happen. We'll never get peace in our life because we have the best program. This coming week, I, there is so much pressure right now on so many pastors out there, and they're doing this. They're putting that pressure now on their staff because of this. Christmas is coming. We have to have the greatest program. We have to have the biggest plan. There are churches, and I've seen some of these, and I'm not mad. I believe they're going all out. And that's how they're wanting to do their very best, and if that's how they see that. But I, I've seen churches like, man, they have trapeze artists and, and swinging through the church, people coming down out of the ceilings and dropping down. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, I may try and have, I wouldn't have far to go around here. But, <clears throat> but they have like, man, all of this stuff. You know what that's doing is producing pressure but it's not producing peace. Some of you think, man, I got a plan for my life. Have one. I'm going to go out. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this. Listen, it'll never be those things that will produce the peace of God. Finally, it's this. It's not a philosophy. Because so many times, like, man, you know, I I can think my way there. I can can study myself there. and, And you know what we should do? Study. We need to know some stuff. I believe you're more effective for the kingdom the more you know. I really believe that's why we study the word, learn it, get degrees, do everything that you can do to learn. But it's not philosophies. It's not those things because there is one place that we find peace, and that is in the person and the presence of Jesus. It's the only place. He said in Ephesians 2.14, it is for he himself. 
is our peace. He is the only one. He is the only place that we can ever ever find. It will not be found in any of those other things. It's found in one. It's in the person of Jesus. Secondly, we see this this morning. Peace is found in one place, but it's also this peace I'm talking about. It's different. Okay? This peace I'm referring to today is different. It's different than any other peace. If if you have tried finding peace, some of those things I've just listed off. Some of you have done it. We've all maybe been there. And some of you, maybe you still are. But, but if you've tried to find it in those places, you know that I'm speaking truth right now. It's when what you found in there was never true peace. But why? Because you had to go back and repeat again. You had to go back to that thing again to try to find it. This peace is different today. The peace that I'm speaking of is totally different. And Jesus knew this. And he even said this. This was his words. In John chapter 14, oh man, this is such a cool passage. Read John 14 regularly. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Did you hear that? Like this peace is different. The peace of God is different than any other thing that you've tried to find it in. It will not sustain you. He says this. He says, let, your, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. During my study, I, I, was, uh, I was like, first of all, I was like, man, there's so many passages in this. And I was like, I, I was so many. I was like, try, I, had to, I went back, I deleted several verses. So we were not here till Christmas. Amen. And, and but it was like, I was like, there's so much here. So I was like, I Googled, I was like, how many times is peace in scripture? I found a couple of different resources that were saying, and one, one source said this, it said that there were over 400. And I was like, incredible. One I, one I read, it says that there are 790 passages on the peace of God. And so there's a various things, but this is my conclusion when I came, came to the end of, of trying to figure out the answer. It was this, that God has more peace then we have problems. God has more peace than we have problems today. And how does that happen? How do we get the peace of God? We get the peace of God when we have peace with God. Never happened until then. It'll never happen. We'll never receive. And so again, it is the peace with God that produces the peace of God. And Romans chapter five says this. It says in verse one, therefore, having been justified by faith, ha, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. How do you get the peace of God? You have to have peace with God. So this morning, if you haven't made that with him, if you haven't received his gift, and and this is the beauty of of the Lord I'm talking about today. He does things like so different than our world's thinking and and how, for lack of a better word, excuse me, is that the the religions that are out there, they they say this, those other religions don't do this, that you have to offer a peace offering to come into their presence. It's wild that if, if you ever have ever studied some of these things, our, our God is different. Uh, like he, 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 he did this. We committed a sin and he brought the peace offering. You ever thought about that? Like if you ever like thought about that, you, like he was the one. I'm going to get a water while you say to your neighbor, uh, my pastor's preaching good. Would you do that? <clears throat> 
Thank you. Man, that was good. I was right on time. Y'all are so good. I don't know how y'all do that, right? Y'all know when to say that to each other. But I was thinking about this. This is so wild because uh, it, it, it seems like so many times, like we know how this works because we do it too. Um, have you ever like seen someone, they post on their social media and they take the picture of the flowers that their, their, their husband bought for them, their spouse bought for them, and they're putting it on social. And they're like, oh, man, he bought me this beautiful bouquet of flowers. It is so incredible. And, and like all the other people, they liked it. These ladies liked it, but they were mad. They got ticked at their husband because they didn't do it. It's real life. This stuff really happens. But, but what you don't know is this, that, 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 that husband who bought those flowers, they spent $47 on his flowers, but they had just bought a new deer stand and a new gun. And so they were doing that in case she read the bill. Amen. In case she knew. I'm telling you, this stuff happens. I, I deal with couples a lot. Experience. Or, or maybe it's, it's, it's flipped, it's, the script's flipped. And, and man, you come home. And like, man, maybe your spouse has made this wonderful meal for you. It's like your favorite food. Like you sat down at the best, I mean, your favorite meatloaf. Come on, glory to the name of the Lord. Come on, Jesus. Meatloaf, sat down at a meatloaf dinner laid out. And man, but what you don't know is that Amazon has been showing up while you were at work, <laughs> dropping off a whole lot of stuff and the bill was coming in and they were open just in case. When you open it up, they can go back because they had provided a peace offering. And so they would say, oh, oh, wait a minute. That was when we sat down and had meatloaf, wasn't it? Wasn't that good? I'll make it again. Yeah, I can do that. Oh, this, what, I was the same day those flowers got delivered. And it was just because I love you. <clears throat> we try so hard so many times. But this is the peace I'm talking about. It's different. It's different because we serve a God who did this. He said, I, I, I'm not just going to ask. He said, I'm not going to ask you to require this peace offering from you. I'm going to be it. Amen. And in Hebrews chapter 7, oh, what a powerful passage of verse 26 and 27. For such a high priest was fitting for us, who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens, who does not need daily as those high priests to offer up sacrifices, first for his own sins, then for the people's. For this he did once for all when he offered up himself. Once and for all, he offered up himself. It's only found in one place, and it's different. And thirdly, I want you to see this morning that this peace that I'm speaking about is bigger today than we know. It's bigger than I've preached it. It's better than I've taught it. I, I cannot, I want you to see it's greater than that today. And you'll see the peace of God show up in your life on so many levels in so many different ways, you'll see the peace of God move into your situation. And again, <clears throat> so much just Bible was here and so many things that were here. I'm not going to read it, uh, but, but go back. Maybe read the story this week in Mark chapter 4. 
read that, that time where those disciples were on the ship with Jesus. And, and they were on the ship, and that ship was being tossed to and fro. Winds were blowing it around. The waves were crashing in on them. They were fearful. They were struggling. They were all over the place. And God was in the boat with them. He talks to them when they wake him up and talk, talks to them about their faith. But what I love he does more than anything else is this. He speaks to the wind. He speaks to the waves. And he declares, peace, be still. This peace I'm talking about is bigger. It's bigger than you know. Because here's what it does for you. This is what this means. We don't have these stories in there just to read them. Because they're pictures of our life. Because, man, if you feel like you're there today, I'm in the boat. Everything's coming in. I'm being tossed all around. What's available for you today? The peace of God. In the midst of it, peace was always there. And so, again, it's only found, again, in the person of Jesus. Again, a lot of passages, but one of my favorites is Colossians chapter 3. And in verse 15, I have used this verse, I don't know in how many conversations, I don't know in how many counseling sessions, used it last week sitting down with someone. How many times I've used this passage is so important. Why don't I keep going to it? Because it's such an important thing. Because, again, I want them to see peace is bigger than what we know. Because this is what it says in Colossians chapter 3. In verse 15, it says this, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called into one body. And be thankful. Like today, I want you to see it again. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you are called into one body. And be thankful. You know, why do I go to that? Why is that like one of one is my go-tos, man? Why is that one of the ones in my hip pocket I, I pull out? Why was it so important? Because, listen, it is the peace of God that can rule in our hearts. And you got to understand the word there. The word rule is in the Greek where we get our word umpire. Do you know that? So this is not like peace up there just smacking you, ruling over you. That's Again, you can get the wrong picture of that. The peace that he's speaking about that God can give to us can be the umpire in our life, and it makes the call. I've had so many people like, man, what do I do next? Like, what's, what's my next step? Where do I go for this job? What's in this career? What am I supposed to do? Who, who is this? And I'm like, let the peace of God be the umpire in your life. Let it be the umpire in your life. Because here's what's cool, man. When the umpire makes the call, when the umpire makes a goal, you can, you can get mad. They can run out on the field, turn their head around backwards, get up in their face. But when the peace makes the call, when it makes the rule, when it is the peace of God that does that, and it hit me this week, never saw it in this light. I'm going to start using it. But when I was, I was thinking about it this week, the umpire not only makes the call, but also kicks out the one who tries to oppose the rule and the will of God over your life. Amen. He can send them back. And so again, it's what peace can do. It's such a powerful thing. And Jesus says it like this, his words. He says in Matthew 11, come to me. Come to me. I feel like that sometimes like, man, I'm on a message and I'm I'm preaching it and I'm I'm looking out here and I'm seeing people look back at me and, and I know some of the things people are going through and I'm like, go to him. I'm like, go to him, go to him, come to me. He says, all you who labor and they're heavy laden, have no peace, burdened down. 
and I will give you rest. It's peace he's speaking about. I'll give that to you. And he says this, like, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I used to think about it, this is before I've you know, learned some of the things I've learned just in through study. I used to always kind of see yoke as a bad thing. Which is how I viewed it. Like, so again, not to be entangled again to a yoke of bondage and passages like that. Again, but, but it's not the yoke that's the bad thing. It's what you're yoked to. It's what you're connected to. And a yoke is just simply this. And if, you, if you've ever seen the passage of, or, or the picture of that, where like you have two oxen and, and they're yoked together, they're linked up. Why are they linked up? Why is it so important? To increase the strength to take the burden off the one. And they share that. And this is what Christ says. He says, get yoked to me. And it's why he says things in Scripture not to be unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. Because it doesn't produce peace. It produces pain, heartache. And he's saying that this morning. I want you to do this. Connect with me. Come to me. For my yoke today is easy and his burden is light today. And we see in John 16, again, the words of Jesus. He speaks so much on this passage. He says this, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. The one who came in a manger, got on a cross for in, our, in our place for our sins, resurrected and ascended to heaven. He says this, that it's in me that you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation. Again, why is this so important? It's bigger than we know. Why is it? Because in this world, you'll have tribulation. I don't know if you caught what he said earlier. On this earth, you're going to have peace. But on this earth, you're going to have tribulation. In the middle of that, you can still have the peace of God in every situation. You may have heard the quote, and I love it. Peace is not the absence of problems. It's the presence of Jesus. It's him in the room. It's him in the middle of the tribulation. It's in the, in the world that you will have your tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This morning, the peace of God, where is it? It's in this place. It's available to you and me, but it's only in one person, and it's bigger than you know. I want to ask our worship team to come, and as they come up, I want to invite you to do this this morning. I want to invite you to stand, and can, if you don't need to leave, please hang as long as you can, because I want to read a passage to you, and if you've already closed your Bible, it's cool. It's going to, it's going to be on the screen for you. I'm not going to unpack this deeply, but we just came out of a series not too long ago called Jehovah, and it was fine, man. I hope you again just still the names of God have, are still building faith in your life. I hope that's still happening. But one of those names that we learned about is that he is Jehovah Shalom. He is our peace. I unpack this passage in more detail in that message, and so you can go back and listen to that if you like. And, but I want to read it today because it's so fitting for where we're at. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, <laughs> we get asked to do something like, be anxious for nothing. Easier said than it is done. I understand that. Some of you are like, man, I can't believe he asked that of me. Be anxious for nothing. But he didn't ask that of you without telling you how you could have it. He's not going to tell me not to be anxious and not show me what I need to not be anxious. 
So what does that look, how, how does that, how does that happen? But in everything, by prayer and supplication. Why are we starting off our year just making him the first of everything that happens through prayer and fasting? Why, why would we do it? Because it's going to do this. It did it for me. Helps me not be anxious. Brings peace in my life. Helps me put priorities in order. There's so many reasons why. But today he's saying this to us. Be anxious for nothing. This peace I'm talking about, you can have it too. How? But in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Why don't we worship so crazy? Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. I have seen that very kind of peace in so many of you. you. I've watched it happen. Like Some of you have gone through some difficult tragedies, some difficult situations, and still have peace in it. I've watched it happen. How? It's the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. It doesn't even make sense. And it'll do this today. It will guard your hearts and minds. How? It's through Christ Jesus. It's through him today. And I want to invite you, if you would, to just bow your heads, close your eyes for a moment, if you would. And, and I ask this question so often here. It's Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me today? I can get up here and say a whole lot to you. But what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? What is he wanting to take today, what I've kind of thrown out and broadcasted and narrowcasted, and make it right and take it deep into your heart this morning? If we're open if we're willing, he'll do that today. He'll take this message and just pinpoint it right into the center of your heart and speak directly to you this morning. The peace is here. I feel this so strong as if I'm just as sure as I'm standing here right now that not one person has to leave without peace in their life. It's here. It does not matter what you're facing. Peace is here. And it's only found in one. It's in the person of Jesus. So I want to always make this invitation here. Why don't we pray? Why don't we do it? Because it does so many things for us. But one of the things is so great. We see that it brings salvation to hearts and lives. If you're here this morning and you, you don't know Christ, you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, or maybe God is calling you today. Like he, he's, he wants so, so much to get peace into your life. He's just, it's almost like, again, I can see those words again. They were written in red. He's just saying, come to me. Come, come, come to me. He's calling you this morning, if that's you. Don't resist him. Don't do what so many did in Scripture and still do today. Resist the call of God. Resist the draw of the Spirit. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to do this. Take another step, bigger step of faith. Do this. If God's calling you into a relationship with him, Maybe it's today for the very first time. Maybe it's the day of recommitment for you. Just, just totally surrender. You've been holding back. Some area, just like you're saying, God, I, I want the peace of God today. I want to come to you. I want you to do this. Step right out from where you're at. Begin to walk down this front. You can come to the side. The, the, either way, you come to the center. You can stand. You can kneel. If you're watching at home, I want you to do this. Click the Next Steps link. You can do that as well. Even here. I want you to take the next step. I don't want you to stop today with just hearing a message. I want you to respond today. But if today the Lord is calling you to him, if, you're not, if you don't have salvation, if you ever received that, you do not have the peace of God. If you don't know him, it's only found there. But I've also found this, that in this world we'll have tribulation. We'll have situations. 
And it's so important. This is why. This is the why. This is why he came. So that in the middle of those, we could still have his peace. So this morning, if you're standing here and you're, or you're watching online, I want you to do this. Take the next step this morning. If you need peace in your life for any situation, anything that you may be going through, I want you to do this. Don't just raise your hand. Don't just stand where you're at. I want you to step out. Come. Why would we do that? Because prayer, supplication produces peace in our life. Amen. So we're just going to pray with you. We're going to have people. You're not going to be here by yourself. So if you need prayer today for that reason, come. Now, I want to speak thoroughly to every person right now. Listen. Your problems may be not peace, but there's another area of life you need prayer in. We want to pray with you. If you're watching at home today, we want to pray with you. Our worship team is going to declare it again over this house, those powerful words that he is wonderful, counselor, mighty God. It's going to be spoken over this place today. The Prince of Peace is going to come into your situation. So again, if you need prayer for any reason, I invite you to come. Now, finally, I want to do this this morning. As they declared this over this house if you want to just worship and honor and celebrate and pray to and praise and give thanks to the Prince of Peace in this room, I want you to do it where you're standing or if you feel more comfortable and need some more room, step out from where you're at. Let's come to this front and let's just worship and honor today the Prince of Peace. And it came for unto us. Amen. Let's worship him. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.